Hey everybody, welcome back to the Yours Truly podcast. This is episode 135 of our show, and I am so grateful that you are tuning in today, or tuning in, as I like to say. But if you are new around here, my name is Claire Tuning. I am a non-diet registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor, TikToker, food pun enthusiast, podcaster, obviously, as you can tell. And I, today in this episode, am talking with a newfound friend of mine. Her name is Katie Barbaro on the power of creative expression when it comes to healing your relationship with food. And I'm really excited to tell you a little bit more about Katie and her new book here in a couple of moments. But first, we gotta talk about a couple of things. First things first, I mentioned a couple of moments ago that I am an avid TikToker. Maybe you are as well. I know some of you who end up finding the podcast come over from TikTok, but there is a sound currently circulating on TikTok. Maybe you've heard it even if you're not on the app. I feel like a lot of the times things can start on TikTok and then migrate to other social platforms like Reels or Facebook, whatever your social media of choice might be. But it's that into the thick of it song. And I can't help but think since this episode is coming out towards the middle or end of June, I just can't help but think that we are into the thick of it with summer. Do you know what sound I'm talking about? I uh, I would try to sing it, but honestly, I don't want to embarrass myself. Actually, let me see if I can find it. Ah, here it is. I'm going to play it for you guys. The audio is probably going to sound terrible, but I have to do this because this sound has been stuck in my head for weeks at this point. Okay, I don't know why I chose to start off today's episode with that, but you have to agree, it is so catchy, and I just love the ugh. (laughs) So, hope you enjoyed uh, jamming to that for a whole five seconds with me, but uh, back to our regularly scheduled programming. So before we jump into talking more about Katie and her awesome book, we are going to kick things off as we usually do with our Yours Truly Goal Slayer post of the week. So this is a time in the beginning of every episode where I highlight a post that has been shared in our free private Facebook community. And today's post is actually a screenshot of a I guess it's not a poem, I guess it's a quote, but a screenshot of a quote that one of our members found on Instagram. And I really love this and I'm wondering if you might too. So it says, what a gift it is to love someone who has a very different relationship with your body than you have. Let their generous story disrupt your played out self-critical narrative. Let their loving eyes become a source of much needed respite and healing. And that quote, if you are curious, comes from Dr. Alexandra H. Solomon. Her profile, I can see it here in the screenshot, is at dr.alexandra.solomon. I'm not familiar with the, the rest of her content, but I did love that quote. So a really big shout out to our community member who found this and shared it with the rest of us because uh, a lot of people in the community also enjoyed it. So I hope you did as well. 
Uh, if you are interested in joining our community, like I said a few moments ago, it is free. It is open for anyone to join who is interested in learning more about intuitive eating or being surrounded by a virtual community of really supportive individuals who are also working to mend their relationship with food, then this is the place for you and we would love to welcome you into our group. So although the community is private or free rather, it is private. That's what I was trying to say. So I do require that you fill out an application in order to come into the community just so you can learn a little bit more about what we do, some rules and regulations we abide by to keep our community safe, etc. So if you'd like to find that application, you can do so on my website. It is clairetuning.com slash community. Again, that's clairetuning.com slash community. Fill out and submit the brief application. My team and I will look it over and we will let you in as soon as we can. And now let's talk a little bit more about today's guest. So Katie Barbaro is an intuitive eating guide and creativity doula with a background in occupational therapy, trauma-informed yoga, improv, and stand-up comedy. Through intuitive coaching sessions, Katie guides clients through a process of discovering a deeper connection to themselves by playfully exploring areas of life that feel out of alignment. She has recently published Fed Up, an illustrated guide to food freedom, which is a cartoon-based memoir about her experience recovering from disordered eating and discovering her true self, creativity, and spirituality on the other side. In the book, she quite literally illustrates her own process of shining light into the darkest areas of life. Katie's mission is to remind you of how fun it is to be you. In parentheses, and I quote, she has written in her bio, it's so fun. <laughs> Which after meeting Katie now, meeting her, air quotes, we met virtually and talking to her for about an hour, that very much aligns with her personality. She is a very fun, vibrant individual. So Katie herself was actually so kind and generous in sending me her book a few months back before we even did this interview, before the book was actually published so I could catch a sneak peek of the book and really get a sense of her fun-loving, creative spirit through both her writings and the illustrations in this book. During this episode, we talk a little bit about the book itself, amongst a lot of other things, but I really love the description of the book as found on her website. So I'm going to read through that here so you get a full understanding of what the book is about before we start referencing it here in the interview. So on her website, it reads, Fed Up is an illustrated guide to dismantling diet culture through the raw, honest, diary-divulging perspective of Katie Barbaro, who draws from her experience of compulsive over-exercising, calorie-counting, bulimia, and people-pleasing. For people who have grown up in the Western world, there's a 99.9% .9 chance that we've been indoctrinated by diet culture and fat phobia, which has systematically distorted the ways in which people have related to their bodies, food, and health. Many of us aren't even aware that we've grown up in this cult. 
So through a series of autobiographical cartoons and stories, we'll be taken on a journey to unbrainwash ourselves from the cult of diet culture by playfully questioning and letting go of what we've always believed to be true. If everything, this is not the book's bio anymore, <laughs> me talking, but if everything went according to the schedule that Katie shared with me when we did this interview a couple of months back, the book should have officially been released into the world this previous week. So if you are listening on, I believe June 23rd is gonna be the release date of this episode, it came out back on the 17th. So if you would like to learn more about the book and maybe even order a copy for yourself to read and enjoy, you can visit her website, which is katiebarbaro.com slash fed up. That's F-E-D-U-P. I am also going to have that listed in the show notes of today's episode so you can reference that after listening to our conversation if you feel so inclined. But speaking of this conversation, Katie and I talk about her inspiration, of course, behind the book. We also talk about the importance of having creative outlets as part of your food healing journey. And I also pick her brain on how to discover what those creative outlets might be for you if you're feeling a little stuck or a little uncertain. I actually ask her the question that I'm sure so many creative individuals always get, but I ask her this question of, you know, what if I'm just not a creative person or what if I don't know what I enjoy doing or what I like creating? And she has a really unique answer to this that I'm really hopeful that you will enjoy and gather a lot of value from. So without further ado, let's go talk with Katie. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the Yours Julie podcast. How are you today? I am doing great. I'm really excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. And before we get to what it is we're here to talk about, let's play a little this or that. Sound good? So good. Okay, first question, um, sleeping in or waking up early? Oh man, waking up early if I get to choose, but I tend to sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I um, I sometimes with that question, I want to pick both because it kind of depends on the day, <laughs> right? Same, obvious, totally. <laughs> Next question, very important, chocolate chip or oatmeal raisin cookies? Okay, can I say oatmeal chocolate chip cookies? All right, option three, you have created your own option. Yes, you can say that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I am, um, I'm with you there. I, you know, it's been a really long time since I've had oatmeal chocolate chip, but it's like the best of both worlds. It's like the nice texture of an oatmeal raisin with the gooey, creamy chocolatiness of the chocolate chip. Yes, yes, that is hitting every note that I love about that as well. And the cinnamoniness too of the oatmeal raisin. Like there's a bit of, there tends to be a little bit of cinnamon spice in that mix, which I'm a fan of. Little did you know, folks, we're actually just here to describe cookies today on today's episode. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is audio food porn. Get ready. <laughs> I love it. Uh, next one, we are taking a turn here, but um, Mac or PC when it comes to computers? Mac, just me too. based on my own preferences, but yeah, me too. I just, I don't know. I just love how all of the the Apple products just like automatically connect with one another. Like, I personally love how text messages show up on my computer and like 
headphones connect seamlessly. It's just like they create this ecosystem that it's so hard to break out of. And that's good marketing on their point, I guess. <laughs> they, they did a great job. Like airdrop is too convenient for me to go back to something else. Very true. Very true. Uh, next one, do you recharge by being alone or by being surrounded by other people? This is a really good question. And I, I feel like my answer to this has evolved throughout my life. And right now I'm in a period of being in alone time, being by myself recharges me. I don't necessarily have to be alone, but I have to feel alone. Like I could go on a trip by myself and that would make me feel like me. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess I'm more of a recharge on my own person now, but I used to be quite the opposite. I am too, a hundred percent. And I would say it has also kind of changed and evolved as I've gotten older as well. But um, especially over the past year being in quarantine, I have realized that don't get me wrong, I like time with people, especially with people who are really important to me, but I especially like having some alone time <laughs> to unwind afterwards for sure. Uh, final question, uh, TV shows, comedy or drama? Wow. I feel like a good drama is funny also. Like True. both both genres have a little element of the other. But I would go with I I'm gonna say comedy because I think that things that I like need to tickle me in some way. So it might not be like a Netflix considered comedy, but like in my eyes, I'm like, that show's funny. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate yeah. that. And, and maybe as we get a little bit more into our conversation today, um, what you just said about needing things to tickle you in some way or be kind of lighthearted or fun, maybe some of that will be reflected in what we're here to talk about. Little teaser, little teaser for our audience. I love um, a good teaser. <laughs> speaking of transitioning into what we are here to talk about now that we know a little bit more about you in a more unconventional way. I would love for you to just share a little bit more about who you are, what it is that you do, and how you found your way into this world of intuitive eating. Awesome. Great question to start with. And please let me know if I'm talking too much because I tend <laughs> to just be like, oh, tell you everything about my life. Here we go. Hey, um, seconds or 30 minutes. The floor is yours. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. We'll see where this goes. Um, who am I today? <laughs> That's a big question. Um, yeah. So my background is in many, many things. Like one of my biggest passions, which is perhaps what you meant with the foreshadowing, um, is performing, doing acting and comedy. Like that was probably one of my earliest passions as like a young a young child and it's something that I continue to do as an adult doing improv comedy and I also when I went to college I was like okay I went in undecided as I'm an often indecisive person and I was like I love too many things I love I love acting and I love writing and I love art and I love and I also love helping people I love occupational therapy um, which is uh, like I had volunteered in an occupational therapy pediatric clinic when I was in high school. And that was what drew me to the profession because I was like, okay, I have all these things I love, but this is the one thing that I actually need a degree in order to do. So I pretty much promised myself, 
all of these other dreams that I have, like the dreams of performing and of writing and doing that, like I will do those in my life. Like I promise you, inner Katie, you're gonna get to do those. But like right now when you're going to school, let's learn how to be an occupational therapist. And so that was what um, sculpted my career into doing um, occupational therapy for a while. And I, yeah, it's, and so that's like kind of my outer life. And then in my inner life, I, during that time period of like being in college, I also was heavily into dieting and increasingly so when I found a diet that was like, that actually worked, quote unquote, like it, it made me lose weight. And I was like obsessed with seeing calories as numbers. And that was like, I would say, like when, when things started to, there was like a mismatch between my inner world and my outside world. Like everything was really good in my life. I was like out of grad school and had a really good OT job, but I was kind of struggling with this like need to control every aspect of my life, which was manifesting in my food behaviors. And so, um, yeah, I guess like I, I, I'm in a long story short it and be like everything turned on its head when I went through like a huge breakup and like made me realize that like all of these things that I thought were true in my life were like not true anymore. Um, and that like included, um, yeah, I mean, it, so basically I like, I, I was like, I'm not prioritizing the my true passions, which are like acting and like creative expression. And so I decided to devote my full-time energy to doing more of that. And so I picked up and moved to New York and started doing stand-up comedy there and improv. And like, that was my, my thing. And it was um, around that time, like right before that time, I developed bulimia, which was like a very big red flag to me that like I needed to make a big change in my life. And... I kind of had this feeling that like, wow, moving to New York is like my solution. Like every step of my recovery has almost felt like, oh, and here's the real solution and here's the real solution. And so, um, yeah, anyways, I basically thought that I was like, oh, I fixed myself. And then, you know, another triggering event came up and I was like, oh gosh, there's still more to go. And the way that I eventually found intuitive eating, which was the part of your question that I'm trying to get to, is <laughs> like this whole circuitous thing of like, on that whole journey, I was like looking outward for what the answer was to how I should be eating, what I should be doing with my life, how it is that my like path should be going. I was like following all of these pre-prescribed plans, whether it was a diet or it was a path of education or like, oh, I'm going to be in this relationship and then get married and have kids. And that's the, that's the ticket to a good life. This is a ticket to a good life. And when I finally discovered intuitive eating, it was at a time when I was like, finally realizing that the, that the path, my path was inside of me. And I wasn't going to find it by like reaching and grabbing for it like I had done with everything up to that point. So that was like my, I know I just like word vomited my entire life story to you, but I also, <laughs> yeah, it was for me really, really tied to a life changing 
turn to becoming more intuitive in every aspect of my life where it wasn't just about the way I was eating, but the way I was uh, living. I think that's, um, that's so beautiful. The way that you framed it kind of, you were always looking outside of yourself to the next plan to the next diet as the thing that was gonna like, quote unquote, fix you. Right. But then you found intuitive eating and it kind of made you realize like, what if I look inward? Right. And I feel like that kind of sums up intuitive eating in a nutshell, right? Because it really is about uh, something that we call like interceptive awareness, like being able to tune into what our body is saying and how it communicates to us and how we act on that. It very much is an internal process, whereas dieting is a very external one. So you kind of brought us to this point in your story, you, you set me up for my next question perfectly. I don't know if you meant to do that, but it's working out really well. Um, you mentioned that you kind of started to come inward and you started to, I don't know, maybe prioritize a little bit more your other interests that had always been there in your life, you know, the creativity, the comedy, the acting, all of these things. And I would love to tie in your most recent work, at least I'm assuming it's your most recent, it might not be, but your book that you're currently, you know, working to release, it is called Fed Up, An Illustrated Guide to Food Freedom. I wrote that in my notes, so I would not mess up the title of your book, but <laughs> what inspired you to create this, to write this, to, to illustrate it also, no less? Like how does this book or where does it come into your journey? Mm, thank you for asking. Great question. Great repeating the title. <laughs> it was impeccable. <laughs> I practiced. Um, thank you. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> yes. Um, ah, yeah, this book has been inside of me for a long time. Like when it came down to actually writing it, it felt like I didn't have a choice like this energy that was in me from the experience of having had an eating disorder and recovering from it like there was a whole story that was sort of living inside of my body and it needed to move in some way it wanted to move out of me and so what i found in recovery and in the process of writing this book like for me and this is just my preferred channel of expression, like writing, doing things like stream of consciousness, journaling, um, also drawing has been extremely helpful for me to take what's inside of me and, and put it somewhere else and like put it somewhere that I can see it. And it's not even about necessarily understanding it, just like understanding, um, that it's, that it's there like it's and, and it's about letting it move it's like more about the process than it is about the um like the finished product really uh -huh. and so um yeah it kind of it felt like this like i was pregnant with a story and i needed to birth it into the world uh -huh. and so um yeah and and also what inspired it in particular was like the reason why my life is the way it is right now is because I had this experience with an eating disorder. Like the story is basically how I developed an eating disorder and then how I recovered from it and, um, 
and what it opened up for me. Like it opened up my whole world as soon as I saw through some of the um, insanity that I was like, um, like that I was living with, like all of the limiting beliefs that come along with like having disordered eating. And it, it's like, in order to like un unpack all of that, like I needed to write it out, see it in front of me. And then it helped me to like actually have more compassion for myself because I'm like, oh, these aren't actually me. These thoughts that I'm having aren't really me. So it helped me on a lot of levels, like just expressing myself helped me see as like myself as different from my thoughts. Um, and writing the whole book helped me to like, yeah, it, it, well, it, the reason I wrote it also was like, because I felt so alone when I had this eating disorder. And I was like, dude, I don't have any secrets. Like I want everyone to know every little nook and cranny of this experience for me, because I don't want anyone else to have to feel alone in their thoughts. Even if it's just being alone and thinking you have really shameful thoughts that like you don't want to share with the world, then that's, you don't have to have the same experience as me to feel like, you have a buddy in your little corner of whatever corner you're in. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I also um, really uh, appreciate this idea that for you, part of writing this or part of the healing process was taking those thoughts or that story that was inside of you that you keep talking about and seeing it written out outside of your body right and um that's something that i actually talk to my clients about all the time it's like when we take those thoughts those limiting beliefs those food fears whatever we want to call them and we talk about them like we bring them outside of the body or we write them down we can really start to see them in a different light or i might even argue we can see them in a light that begins to have less power over us because we can start to see like hmm where is this coming from? Um, does this make sense? Where does this fit in with my values? Like we can more easily start to question all of those thoughts and fears that have been controlling us when we take them outside of ourselves, which um, brings me to this whole idea. And it's something that you and I talked about before we hit record with like where we wanted to take this episode and how we wanted to talk about these things. But you brought up this idea of creative expression being an outlet for recovery. And I'm definitely seeing this reflected in like your own process of having this experience and then writing a book. And again, no less illustrating this book as well. Um, by the way, for anyone who's listening, I've had the chance to get a glimpse into Katie's book and read some of it. And it is so good on many levels. And I love the drawings. But um, for you, how does um, creative expression kind of fit into this world of recovery? And do you think, like, if I can tack on a second part to the question, that that can be something that everyone uses or do you think it's like very personality dependent like what are your thoughts there yeah that's a great question um hmm, yeah i could this is like i could talk about this forever because the way that i view the like the way our energy flows like everything inside of us is creative energy 
And like looking back, I can see that all of those disordered thoughts that I had and like the programming of disordered eating, of diet culture, of like following those rules, that takes so much creative energy, so much. Like I could have made like just sticker charts and and like beautiful, beautiful flow charts of how many calories I ate at every meal, you know, like Uh so much of that is creative energy. And, you know, the way we often think of creativity is this very black and white, like, oh, are you an artist? Do you draw? No, then I'm not creative. But the truth is, if you are a human being that is breathing on this planet, like you are a creative being. And if you don't believe you're creative, like that's the thing that you're creating, whatever the thought is that you're having over and over again, that's what you create in your life. And so that's what, like what you said about how you bring this into your working with clients about like, oh, see what the thoughts are that you're having, because those thoughts are creating your reality. Mm -hmm. If my thought is that if I eat that cupcake, I'm going to like, be a bad person or whatever it is, like whatever it is that that thought is, is creating what my reality is. And so when, when we understand that and then start to disassemble some of those creative patterns that are not serving us, like if we're creating something, and this isn't to say that we've created our eating disorders because like we grew up in a world that's normalizing a lot of these behaviors, of course, right? So some things have been created by what's outside of us and we just absorb it because we're these sweet little human sponges, you know? We're like, we come in as babies. We're like, no one told me how to work this thing. I'm figuring it out on the fly, you know? And so when you're in that position, yeah, like you're gonna absorb some weird toxic thoughts from the culture around you. And now that we're like, sovereign adult beings, we can start looking at some of that and just decide which of these things fit with what I want to create and which of the things um, do not. And so most of the people listening to this are like, yeah, I'm creating, I'm creating like a beautiful life for myself. I want to eat intuitively. I want to like trust my body. I am creating a reality where I let my energy flow into creating a beautiful life for myself. And so when I say, like when we talk about creative expression, it's not necessarily in the traditional forms that we've, that we, you know, take as to be creativity. Mm -hmm. Like people can be creative with the way that they raise their families. They can be creative with the way that you, you know, take your morning walk with your cup of coffee, like, and look at the birds, you know, the way that we engage with ourselves and the world around us is creative, whether we think it is or not. And so I just wanted to start by saying that because I think it's so foundational when we're talking about creativity, what we're actually talking about. And many people don't even realize what the full power of their creative expression could even be, right? Like it's not something where you start out thinking, I want to write a book. It's like, how do I, it starts by getting really still with yourself after like kind of disassembling some of those um, like programs that are running the show. Mm-hmm then like getting really still with yourself and actually listening to like what is 
where does this energy want to move? How, what is lighting me up? And starting by just following that inner curiosity that's leading you towards a feeling of joy or expansion or excitement. And that's like, that is what helps us redirect the energy from that disordered creativity, right? That's not really from us ourselves. <laughs> it's like following some diet culture creativity to then funneling it back through our own our own channel of like, oh, where does this where does this energy actually want to flow? Maybe I want to paint a picture or like do a dance or just read this book that looks interesting to me. Like actually getting still with ourselves and curious about what actually lights us up is how we ignite that spark. This is so interesting to me. I'm sitting here like trying to mask the fact that you are totally blowing my mind right now when you're talking about creativity, because I am one of those individuals personally who's very guilty of like, for example, when you say the word creative or creativity, my mind automatically goes to the conventional types of creativity, right? I think of drawing something or painting something or, I don't know, for me personally, creating a video on TikTok that I think is funny, but maybe no one else laughs, <laughs> right? Like I think of um, that I, I had never really thought of before that when we think of disordered eating patterns or dieting, that is a form of creativity in a way because it's creating our thoughts, our behaviors, our patterns. Like when you were describing all of like the hoops that your prior disordered eating thoughts or dieting thoughts would make you jump through, and that is a form of creativity. Like I think of like all the diets that are like point-based or macro-based. It's like, you got to get creative. How am I going to quote unquote, fit these foods into my allotment? So um, really then almost we could view recovery is like freeing up that disordered creativity and being able to redirect it, as you were saying, into something that more aligns with what we find valuable or what we want to put our energy towards. So that is, um, I'm going to be thinking about this conversation <laughs> for, for some days afterwards. And one final, um, not final question for our interview, but kind of on this topic, you touched on something that I'm willing to bet that some of our listeners probably thought of when you and I started throwing around the word creative expression or creativity is something I hear all the time from my clients, right? When we start talking about, well, now that you have all of this extra mental space or all of this energy, what do you want to do with it? Or what hobbies do you enjoy? Like I often get this feedback of, I don't know, Claire, like I'm just not creative. I'm not a creative person. And you kind of spoke to that a moment ago and how we can rewrite that narrative. But what might you say if you have anything else to add to anyone who is listening, thinking, you know, Katie and Claire, this sounds great, you know, creative, creative, yada, 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 but I'm just not a creative person. Like, what would you say to them? I would say, back it up five minutes and listen to how you are a creative person. <laughs> but, Fun podcast. Um, what? Yeah, no, rewind. just kidding. <laughs> yeah, rewind the podcast. You need to hear this again. Um, it's, it's like, 
if you think you're not creative, you're just, okay, I also love this other quote that reminds me of this. Like, if you don't like yourself, it just means you don't know yourself yet because you are specifically designed to love you. And the same is true for creativity. Like if you don't think you're creative, it's just because there hasn't felt like you're, think of your inner artist, like your inner creativity blossoming soul, right? Your, your creatively blossoming soul. <clears throat> I love, also, I want to just mention The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I don't know if you've met, read this book. Uh-uh, yeah. um, I highly recommend it to anybody that is a living, breathing, breathing human. Um, I recommend it to everyone. And I actually just did a, um, oh yeah, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I've, I have an online creativity course that I actually just did this past fall. And it's called Creative Spark. And it's about guiding people through this process. Mm-hmm. And so it's really about like, getting to know like what it is that that lights you up but so think of your inner artist as your inner child really and so they maybe need a safer space to start talking to you again right so if you think about how that inner child or inner artist inside of us has been bullied by things like our disordered thoughts, our you know limiting beliefs, whatever it is like our internal monologue has been that of course doesn't come from us, it comes from external sources that we've internalized. But if you think about how that sweet innocent child has experienced this warlike environment and then you're asking them to all of a sudden be creative for you it's like we need to approach our inner artist with like the utmost love and tenderness and care and spaciousness and it's like oh yes like i one of my favorite authors elizabeth gilbert once said like i talk to myself as if i'm a wounded animal from a kill shelter like rest like a, a rescue animal it's like just Oh, like being so gentle with ourselves in this process of discovering what it is that lights us up. That's all creativity is. It's like approaching ourselves with curiosity instead of judgment. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this and your thought is, but I'm not creative, then all I would offer is to get curious about that thought. Like, where did that thought come from? What is the, um, yeah, like if, if that's your inner child talking to you, like get, get a little curious, maybe even like write a, a dialogue between yourself and your inner child and like start asking some questions like, well, what do you need in order to tell me what you like? You know, like it's like, oh, and maybe your inner child needs you to promise to like not make fun of them to not put them down. Like it's a really, really vulnerable process. Opening yourself up to the creative, to creative expression, to the creative process. Cause it's this feeling of like, I don't know what I'm gonna say next. I don't know what it is that I'm gonna, what's gonna come out of me. Like I'm afraid something is gonna come out of me that I don't like. And then I'm gonna use that as as ammo against myself. Like, we're reestablishing trust with ourselves. So it's really, really normal it, like to need to go slow here. 
and yeah, it's just such a sweet and gentle process. And it's like so worth doing. It's like the whole reason we're here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So many aspects of this align incredibly well with intuitive eating. Like, I don't know if um, I'm hearing everything that you're saying through like a food or an intuitive eating lens, just because that's what I do all day long. But a, a couple of words that you said there really stood out to me. And especially if any of my <laughs> current or previous clients are listening, they're like, did Katie and Claire have a rendezvous before having this episode? Did Claire feed her lines to say, I did not. <laughs> but um, you're using <laughs> these that. words, um, curiosity over judgment, very strong theme of intuitive eating and uncovering more about ourselves through healing our relationship with food. You're also talking about kind of approaching our inner self with this sense of gentleness and compassion. Um, again, really mirrors this process of intuitive eating. And I never before until this moment saw the parallels between creativity and creative expression and, you know, mending one's relationship with food. So I have to thank you for opening my mind <laughs> to some new thoughts and in ways of thinking. But um We've talked about a lot of different things, and I, I want to be sure that as we approach the end of our conversation here, that we tell people a couple of things. A, where the heck to find your book and get their hands on this creative expression of yours that we've been talking about. You also mentioned a couple of moments ago a course that you have created on the topic of creativity. So would you mind telling people where they can find those, when your book is going to be available, and of course, where they can find you specifically online as well. Mm, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I feel, I mean, I want to respond to everything you said, but I know we're wrapping up soon, but yeah, my, my creativity um, bubbles are just in full bloom. <laughs> it's really such a so much fun talking with you and i totally see the same connection between uh -huh. healing our relationships with food and healing our relationships with our inner artist and the parts of us that really want to express um so that's just so beautiful i'm so glad we got to talk today and if anyone wants to find me um you can find me at katiebarbaro.com and you can get my book a link to the book is katiebarbaro.com slash fed up. And you can also find me on, on Instagram at fed up the book or at Katie Barb. And yeah, if you're interested in doing a self-guided, I actually, I offer this creativity course as um, like a self-guided six weeks and you have the option to get a bookended coaching session with me at the beginning and end of that creativity or of that, that period to kind of really personalize it um, for you. And you can find that at katiebarbaro.com slash creative spark. I love it. I didn't tell you this, yes. but um, the names of all of your offerings, um, can we just talk about for a moment the pun that I hope was intentional in the title of your book? <laughs> that oh, up. yes. Please tell me that was, I always tell people like all of my puns are intentional. I never say no pun intended because all of my puns are intentional. So hopefully that was the same for you. Yeah. I also <laughs> intend to live a pun driven life. Yes. <laughs> Yes, of course. It's so funny. Somebody was like, why? You're so positive. Why is your book called Fed Up? And I'm like, I'm fed up with all the things that are not me. Yeah. And because it's a pun, I couldn't resist that. <laughs> I was like, I'm fed oh, up with diet 
great culture. Yeah, it's probably one of the best possible book titles when you're combining this idea of recovering from diet culture and disordered eating and um, just talking about food in general. Like how, how could you pass up that pun opportunity? I agree completely. Um, but Katie, it has been wonderful getting to connect with you. I cannot thank you enough for offering all that you did for coming on to the podcast today. And I am so hopeful that anyone who is listening, who feels their creativity is being sparked right now, to use your words or the title of your course, that they will go check you out and all of the offerings that you have. But my listeners, that is all we have for you here today. So we are going to sign off of this episode by saying yours truly, Claire and Katie. And that's our show. Thank you so much again for joining both Katie and myself for episode 135 here on the Yours Truly podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode or anything else that you've ever heard here on the Yours Truly podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could take a couple of moments and tap those five stars or leave a review. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that is one of the best ways to help the show grow and it really does help more than you know. I did not intend for that to rhyme, but here we are. (laughs) If you are not listening on Apple Podcasts, you can always share the episode in another way. So if you're listening on Spotify or SoundCloud, you could screenshot today's episode and upload it to your social media feed of choice. Be sure to tag me at Claire Tuning so I can send you a personal thank you for listening. But that is all I have for you today. Thanks again for being here and you know the drill. I'll be back next Wednesday with another new episode of the podcast. But until then, take care and we'll talk soon.